everybody black. <laughs> I am. Betting on black tonight. Everyone black tonight. <laughs> anyway, I always try to sing along to this intro, but I can never sing so i'm gonna keep trying until i get there but either way i don't care anyway welcome back to black mentality guys where we aim to intersect our daily black experiences with our mental health needs what does that mean well i've been trying to say it for the last three times well two times now but it's basically trying to achieve a state of mental wellness in this economy as a black person hopefully that sticks it's the third episode guys yay Anyway, so I just want to acknowledge the country before I move on. So I would like to acknowledge and pay my respects to the traditional owners of this nation. I'm coming to you from Darug and Gundagara land. Thank you guys for the amazing comments and responses that you gave me on Instagram when I asked you guys how you perceive your black identity. So some of the descriptions that you provided were that your blackness is unique, stereotypical, pronounced and appreciative. I really couldn't let that stereotypical comment um, go unanswered to be honest so I asked y'all to speak on it and generally people were agreeing that we're too diverse to be generalized and um, the person that made the comment elaborated in saying that there are certain things that were quite similar in but I don't necessarily think they meant it as in that we then deserve the stereotypes that are usually quite negative towards black people. Anyway, an unrelated topic uh, that I just briefly wanted to touch on because we're in weird times right now. I also asked how everyone is actually coping um, and if anything is positive coming out of Rona right now. Some of the responses were that it has slowed everything down for the for people so that they can actually catch up with their family and friends and themselves and then some people felt that they were able to clean a bit more some people just like me grew their nails and I, trust me i was a nail biter before so this is really good anyway and then some people it helped the um rona helped them get into exercise some people felt that um they were more creative and some people felt that they could rest guilt-free so that was great and then some people of course just thought that the whole rona shit is shit <laughs> so i don't blame them but thank you for all the responses to be honest and um and i do understand that some people are struggling during these times so if you are struggling try to remember that you can actually go out for a walk if you've been confined to your house for a while you can go out for a walk as an exercise and make sure you always practice physical distancing whilst you're out and then make sure you engage in hand hygiene when you come back home and try to stay connected to your friends really um that's the best way to try and ensure that you don't feel lonely during these times and then also try to establish a semi-structured routine if possible just waking up at the same time or at least giving you some tasks that you can do during the day that you look forward to doing the next day so like let's say for me could be technically i'm an essential worker so i really <laughs> i really haven't been getting that opportunity but for other people it could be that you are looking forward to doing that painting that you've been putting off for a while the next day so you could be doing things like that 
and creating care packages for yourself so the self-care items like face masks if you like that um it's not limited to women by the way so the face mask for anyone um and yeah just trying different things just to ensure that you take care of yourself whether it's creating a playlist as well so for some people that's something that they enjoy anyway moving on to games um so the game that i came up with this time around was and it's in line with my theme for today which is about hashtag we see you it'll make sense later on when i actually talk about it but for now I would like to name as many black female philosophers and their work in 30 seconds. I've given myself 30 seconds because last time it didn't work. Anyway, study now. Uh, Nana Asma from Nigeria. She was arguing for humility between people and good relations with their relatives and servants and comrades. So this was again during colonial period. Then Phyllis Wheatley. Um, she was from West Africa. She was a poet and write, writer. Uh, and she used her writings to oppose colonization. And then Ida B. Wells from America. She was one of the early leader in civil rights through her investigative journalism. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I was, like, trying to remember. <laughs> I read this and I was like, oh. Anyway, that's three at least. But the reason why I chose philosophers today was so that um, I could highlight that we don't really have a lot of p black philosophers, let alone women, actually highlighted throughout history. And that's not to say that we haven't contributed. Um, a few non-black philosophers have actually acknowledged that there is an unconscious and even willful preference from many members in philosophy to actually maintain the status quo. So they want to maintain that social group as it is and to maintain the dynamics of prestige and influence and the areas that are questioned in terms of a deeper philosophical um, nature and this is definitely not inclusive of black people so this is quite problematic in itself so we do need to acknowledge that there are those issues and we are trying to actively change that and then food for thought today is a quote from marcus garvey if you don't know who he is, please check him out. Anyway, um, the quote is, A people without the knowledge of their past history, origin and culture is like a tree without roots. So I chose this quote because it goes hand in hand with what I want to discuss today, which is the erasure of contributions by black people in history. And in this COVID climate, you will understand why I've chosen this. I will speak on that a bit later but um i just wanted to dissect this quote a little bit because i found it quite profound because of the metaphor of a tree i equate the lack of roots with the unawareness of the true extent of our greatness as people um by that i'm referring to our history prior to our in, to the invasion of the African nations um, in that we were able to establish empires. We had nomadic lifestyles. We had communication systems, interconnectedness of our spirituality with our land. We had our own belief systems and non-Western family structured. So that's why I'm saying we've got a bit of unawareness. But this isn't just about pre-colonial history. Even in contemporary society, our contributions as black people are often plagiarized or even patented. For example, rock music being widely now recognized as a white established genre. 
it's quite problematic in itself jazz the face has drastically changed but anyway keeping it within australia <laughs> so in order for us to nurture and fully grow our trees aka black identity i think we need to curate the accurate historical events that are not doctored or whitewashed we need to learn digest and preserve our true history so that's why i've really found this quote to be profound anyway betting on black so i've got a few um I suppose businesses and platforms I want to highlight today and individuals but I'll try to make it quick basically um, in light with trying to support the hashtag with the you movement for um, erasure or the devaluing of black contributions I think I would like to bring to your awareness platforms that highlight black excellence and document the black perspectives such as Africa Australian media celebrate africans.org um, it could use a bit of revamping on their website um, to be honest it's just I think I haven't seen anything that has been updated however I think it's such an equally important platform to have African professions of Australia um, I think that would be a great platform that can really um, extend to recognize a lot of individuals if used correctly um, and now in terms of curators um there's african studies association of australasia and the pacific i'm kind of in two minds about this because i found it problematic that the vice president and president are both i suppose white like look at the title african studies association so i just find that it's very problematic that we have again white people um, providing expertise on african history or african matters to to be exact but either way, um, that could be something that we can start working on. Now, I don't know them personally, but this is a subject matter that is too, far too common again, having white people lead the education of African studies. So studying culture doesn't offer the same nuances as studying and having that lived experience and actually providing that lived experience. Yeah, so I, I say that one, but I'm not quite sure how I sit on that. But I think it's... A platform so far that's curating a lot of information about African history then in terms of individuals I really wanted to shine the light on senior sociology researcher Virginia Mapezahama she's in my with yay um, uh, she actively conducts research to understand the African diaspora experience by examining race, racism, cross-cultural identities, diaspora, and migration. So I think this is fantastic that we have an esteemed member of our black community leading the way in this field because it's very important. You have no idea how important it is. Um, I will reference her work later on because it will make sense about the recognition of certain structures in our system that are disadvantaging us as black people but anyway let's talk black my topic is about being seen being heard so this topic i really wanted to delve in is about black people recognizing their own achievements and contributions since the world seems to minimize or erase them case in point with the current coronavirus situation where um, <laughs> faces of health profession have seemingly and unsurprisingly been whitewashed. Initially, I heard about the UK whitewashing incident where a movement then emerged. Yeah, now I don't really 
watch anything that the Australian media produces because there's usually no representation of ethnic people, let alone black people. And they usually dish out biased information about coronavirus. So I really didn't want to look at that. But in light of what was happening in the UK, I was quite curious to see if the gratitude expressed was being extended to all heroes of all shades. Anyway, unsurprisingly, again, (laughs) the faces of health in New South Wales, to be exact, were very singular, but with a sprinkle of ethnicity here and there. And obviously not as bad as the UK. However, in saying that, it's still pretty bad that, like, we know the face of, I suppose, New South Wales health is not exactly how it was presented on TV by the media. Anyway, this is what essentially informed the topic today and was inspired by the movement. Hashtag Stop the Whitewash that the comedian Gina Yashere from the UK actually started. Um, really hope I pronounced the name right there. <laughs> anyway, so erasure of black people's contributions from history is really nothing new. Um, I'll be surprised if anyone was to say that they didn't know. But basically from our mathematical systems such as the Swaziland Lebombo bone that is the oldest mathematical tool that has been used and the Egyptian numerals to our medicinal contributions of surgery and medicine um, that emerge from Egypt and even our own traditional medicines in different areas of um, African countries to even our philosophical contributions that I briefly mentioned before that you wouldn't have known these people if I hadn't mentioned them or if you had done the personal work they're not actively celebrated in history or revered in your texts at uni or high school then even to our spirituality so if you think about aspects of our traditionalism and even the form of christianity that was present before the invasion of our countries even to our inventions such as architectural and engineering abilities to create structures and empires such as the great pyramids of giza great zimbabwe for zimbabweans out there (laughs) that they tried to claim as theirs Timbuktu as well. So all these structures and civilizations were there prior to um, invasion. And even our culture in this day and age, that there's language, fashion, and our swag is usually appropriated. Um, I would even go as far as plagiarize because most of the time people then get the accolades associated with stealing from our culture. And by our culture, I understand that it's very different, but you get what I mean. If you if you really want to contest me on this, come at me. But anyway, um, yeah, so this is also not to say that we don't have um, contemporary things happening. There was, I'm sure you've seen how there's a lot of potential and how there's a lot of people actually doing a lot more things. If you wanted um, current inventors, current... Um, people that are transcenders in medicine in surgery please look at google you have google for a reason you google use it (laughs) anyway what i'm getting at is that there's always been a flavor of denial of our contributions Um, whitewashing is quite it's quite normalized blatant appropriation again plagiarism like i mentioned by the construct that is whiteness that is something that we're too familiar with Anyway, history has consistently erased the contributions. However, we have black curators now that are actually, I suppose, continuing the work of those before them. 
to restore our black history to its former and accurate glory. Anyway, the snaz of race which I actually wanted to include today was a qualitative study led by Virginia Mapezahama. I told you I would reference her work later on. Um, her article is titled Black Nurse in a White Space? Question mark. Maybe I should have read it that way. Black Nurse in a White Space. <laughs> no, don't worry. Black Nurse. Okay, I can't be a voice actor. Terribly can't. Anyway, um, um, Black Nurse in a White Space rethinking the invisibility of race within Australian nursing workplace so the article examined the experiences of black nurses with racism and highlighted the truth that we often neglect researching the social dynamics of the workplace which reinforce the black person's racialization aka stereotyping so she argued that um, when racialized the migrant nurse becomes the problem through a focus on their English language competency and ensuing communication barriers. Basically, she was identifying with so many black people, including myself, that usually if you speak up about racist experiences at work, you're often gaslighted and then deemed to be the problem for reasons such as, oh, it's the way you communicate, you can't take a joke, you don't understand the culture yeah it's it's so bizarre to be honest because i'm like that does not make sense make it make sense but essentially i think it's just really highlighting that we often i suppose we we often get our experiences minimized or even denied and this is not just um something that's new from this article it's actually commonly known it's been I suppose there's there've been articles news articles written about it in terms of how there's denial in the experience of people experiencing racism. Anyway, I wanted to bring this article up because it really highlights and exposes that there are contradictions between the rhetoric of official policies and discussions um, that are happening in our society of having an inclusive non-racial profession and the reality of the racial hostility that still exists in racial relations um well within nursing but it's very equally distributed across all industries again what i'm getting at is this will continue to be experienced and and as optimistic as i am that one day we will be able to i suppose live in a world where we're not experiencing these contradictions i really wanted to actually discuss how we can actually protect our mental well-being from situations like this so I came up with a few solutions that I thought would be quite useful in the scenario. Um, it's and in the scenario of being ignored, not celebrated, being unseen and unheard. Um, I definitely think that creating our own spaces, which we've already started doing, like I mentioned, we've got those organizations. Um, which I'll reference again, but creating our own spaces to recognize our achievement um, is a first step, to be honest. Learning from boards such as the ones that are available for our first people, such as um, Katsinam, it recognizes ATSI nurses and midwives. And we should mirror that um, and have spaces such as, again, Celebrate Africans and African Professionals Network if they really um, extend their capabilities to recognizing the efforts of all black professionals. And within this current 
COVID climate, it will be very useful to actually hype up all the black health professionals that are not necessarily being acknowledged by the media. Um, the media, again, is quite dominant. So you, you will see people sharing images, but not necessarily understanding that there are other faces missing we've just grown accustomed to seeing one type of face in the media so this is why i'm emphasizing having our own spaces to be able to do this yeah so how can these spaces actually then recognize our achievements this can be done by holding annual award ceremonies i know that um zimbabweans have their own which is i think annual zimbabwean i can't remember the name but it's an annual um zimbabwean australian award i believe Zimmer, Zimmer or Zah Awards, I can't remember, but one of them. Um, so having award cer- ceremonies is definitely one method of doing it and uplifting the people that are doing bits. Documenting these contributions is very useful for these, I suppose, spaces to promote and actively recognize people's achievements. And then hopefully, again, I know I'm putting a lot of um, onus, but I'm giving recommendations for anyone in these spaces. And if they're listening, hopefully they are, that they can um, also try to promote people to be gatekeepers by actually actively advocating and encouraging more black people for ages to engage in writing through mediums such as research, film and art. So for us to be able to be self-determined um sustainable in that respect create our own narratives there's already a lot of platforms doing that so i think it's great to hear that then on an individual level and communal level because we can't always um jump to that level first um i think we can definitely validate our own achievements by recognizing our achievements by hyping each other up hyping ourselves up um, you don't always have to, I suppose, publicize your achievements, but actually making it pertinent in your life that you celebrate your own achievements, that you recognize every time you hit a milestone that you perceive to be a milestone, that is the best way you can do it. So how can you do this? Again, start by recognizing small achievements that you've made. So things like, for example, it could be as minor as Today is not a really a good day for me, but I managed to go outside and I walked for a little bit. That's already an achievement in itself. So try to do that. Um, rewarding yourself when you actually achieve what you perceive again to be a milestone. So it could be you bought a car or you bought yourself a bag or you were able to take your mom out for dinner. Whatever it is that you perceive. I've noticed that a lot of that is monetary <laughs> related, but it could also be simply... I've been working so hard today. Let me just give myself 10 minutes of resting. Let me go watch the TV for about an hour and just chill. So that could be as simple as that. And then praising those around you. Definitely praise the people, your support networks, the the ones that are doing bits. Someone somewhere needs to hear that they're doing bits too, you know. And that could be you one day. Putting your money where your mouth is. And definitely and actually supporting black businesses and people's individual ventures. So I mean that in every sense that, yes, economically supporting each other is definitely one way of, um, I suppose, building that self-determination, 
that that empowered self-sustaining vision that we dream of so that's actually one way of doing it and i mean if there was a black owned electricity gas water company best believe i would have switched a long time ago i consciously make the effort to really really support black people black ventures black media i really actively try to support that and this is why i was referring i was mentioning that i don't watch the tv because it doesn't really serve me any purpose so i tend to gravitate towards the media that uplifts me in a way and that actually gives me a bit more depth in my character rather than the things that i see all the time anyway lastly um if you ever feel unseen or unheard remind yourself that you are the shiz like really you are the shiz but how can you do this you can do this by pre-planning positive affirmation and self-talk by pre-planning positive affirmations i'm referring to that cliche um rhetoric or that cliche movie scene that you see of people writing on post-it notes writing something that's encouraging in terms of words quotes or could be sentences if you want to paragraphs whatever floats your boat but putting it on post-it notes boards whatever it is that you can look at and recite every day almost like a mantra if you want to use it during your meditation go ahead if you want to use it whilst you're suppose just chilling or cleaning you do what you gotta do like but it's definitely about reciting something positive for yourself and it doesn't always have to be pre-planned you can also do it on the days that you feel really good the reason why i say pre-plan it is just so that on the difficult days or on the days that you do doubt yourself you have something that you can refer back to so for some people again they also use journals use journals i was just going for the really cliche <laughs> medium which was the poster note anyway another thing is make sure you lean on your support networks please like make sure you really like get into being connected with your support networks like for me i have an amazing network of family and friends but i also subscribe to a black woman's professional um whatsapp group and it is truly empowering to me in all aspects and it's one of those areas where i know our achievements are celebrated if you share any great news with them even if you share anything that hasn't been going well these women will uplift you and i think it's always great to remember that you you do have those resources around you and of course if you don't have resources like that you can seek therapy as well so therapy doesn't always mean they have a problem it could be just actually wanting to understand yourself better so like for myself i do engage in psychoanalysis and that was motivated by me wanting to understand myself a bit more and a bit better and know my triggers know my unconscious bias know my level of unconscious activity that hinders my personal growth that i am consciously trying to engage in so that's really helped me a lot but um in terms of accessing therapy you can do it for free in australia so all you have to do is go to your gp ask for a mental health treatment plan or care plan whatever they reference it as these days but it's a mental health care plan and you can then go on to apa so australian psychology association 
to look for a psychologist or you can ask your GP if they can refer you to someone that they know or you can look at um, your primary health networks. Each local health district has their own um, primary health network. So for Southwestern Sydney, this is Southwestern Sydney Primary Health Network and they have a range of mental health programs that you can be referred to. Your GP can actually refer you to them and these are for free. You usually have up to 10 sessions. Um, there is talks about trying to increase that because you really can't do much psychological work in 10 sessions, but you can start doing something. And just, I think the main thing I want to remind everyone is just because you don't get along with um, your psychologist, therapist the first time doesn't always mean that you can't get along with others. So revealing personal information really takes you to get to trust someone and that doesn't always happen instantaneously for other people. So just remember that. But either way, thanks guys. Um, that's all I have to say about this. My takeaway home message again was just have our own spaces, support each other on a local and communal level by validating ourselves. Um, really try to work on reminding yourself that you are the shiz and engage in your support networks that's my main thing and lastly therapy is for everyone and don't have don't think about the stigma around it <laughs> i can't say that but don't be discouraged by the stigma around it which is very unnecessary in my opinion um, but therapy does wonders for everyone and you don't necessarily have to have a problem to engage in therapy but anyway deuces guys enjoy yourselves um i did have just a last like just lastly i just wanted to say because i'm really impressed by virginia mapedzahama's um, research and i really wanted people to um engage with her because she is one of those people that is actually doing the work in terms of highlighting that we do experience shit in australia um so please look at her other work um one of the the two other studies i can think of is one of them is uh, about blackness as a burden the lived experience of black australia so her other work is about um identity and she has two articles that i can remember so far that um blackness as a burden the lived experience of black africans in australia and then where are you from <laughs> of course the paradox of african identity and belonging in australia so try that guys try it all right see ya boy